Can't see a thing that's changed But I sure as hell don't feel the same You're still young, don't get caught up in all the mistakes you haven't made Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. I have an awesome guest. I mean, I feel like I always have awesome guests, but um, this man is truly going to inspire you, motivate you, and probably make you laugh. Um, I met him, I believe, in the summer of 2012. And at that point in time, I would say what uh, struck me the most about this man was his infectious smile, his caring personality, and his level of fitness. Um, as a former runner, he didn't pick up a weight until he was in his 40s. And at the age of 65, which is around the time that I met you, um, he was in the best shape of his life. So at this point in life, usually a lot of people have given up on reaching that level of fitness and he just embraced it and went for it. So what happened after this in 2017, um, and I'm going to let him tell you the story, but just to preface this by saying he was struck with a rather grave illness at that point and was facing a path to recovery like most people won't ever have to face in their life, hopefully. And I am just so happy to have him here to tell us the story and welcome to the show, Randy Jackson. Well, thank you, Sheila. And I love it when you're drinking in the morning. <laughs> so anyway. really, really, really excited to have this conversation with you. Um, I have watched you training in the gym myself. I have been there to witness you in front of a full class of people, uh, with your clients, and working out yourself. I am curious to know, at a later stage in life, what inspired you to go into working in fitness full-time? Well, I love teaching, for one thing, and uh, it was an opportunity for me to uh, do something I liked, okay? I did not think uh, that I would succeed when I started the class. I was probably, when I got all the courses, I was probably 50-something and everybody was 20, right? But it, it was, I was the dinosaur in the business, but uh, I loved it. I loved it because uh, the one thing about a gym is uh, people want to be there. It's not like they're forced to go or anything like that. So you have very positive people all the time. So it was just... Uh, I had fun. I had fun doing my classes. I had fun training. Um, you know, I used to kibitz with you all the time and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I have a lot of admiration for you and for the way you trained and everything. I'm so proud of what you've done as far as all the different things you've done. It was like great. So, um, yeah, I just, uh, it was, it was a time in my life where I changed. I knew I would be, uh, laid off. So I thought I'd do something I like, but I didn't think that I'd be busy. I didn't <laughs> think that at all. And it was quite the opposite. So you were in a full-time career. You were... I would work for EDS as a manager and I uh, worked for EDS and 
I was at the, they were going through a transition and I was at the point where I could see the writing on the wall. So describe your health and fitness and lifestyle at that point in your life when you're leaving your career. Probably, um, yeah, I was in my late 50s. I was probably, I was probably in the best shape of my life from 55 to 65. And what would you credit to that? What did your routine look like? Um, I just ate healthier. I uh, tried to be healthy. You know, it was like you, like you as a, uh, an instructor, when somebody comes to you and they say, well, I want to lose 20 pounds, that's not what you want to hear. You want to hear somebody say, I want to get healthy. I want to get healthier. That's what you want to hear. Right? Absolutely. That's a great so motivator. <laughs> <laughs> so in your mid-60s, you're in the best shape of your life. You can out push up pretty much anybody in the gym, and I've witnessed this myself. You're happy, you're healthy, you're strong, and suddenly you're teaching one of your classes on a Friday night, you have a horrible headache. Tell us about what followed that day. Well, I had, uh, I was doing the class and I was finishing up, I had the worst headache of my life, okay? And, uh, you know, I had a couple of ladies in the class need me to do uh, a call somebody's and I was being stupid okay very very stupid so I had a shower and I felt a little bit better but I still had the headache um, I should have called 911 right then and there I didn't and uh, I went home and on my way home I had this projectile vomiting that was actually coming up right off the windshield and uh, so then I got cleaned up and I had another shower and fortunately, my girlfriend was playing Dr. Google, and she said, oh, you got a brain aneurysm, okay? And I said, no. So I wouldn't have made it through the night if I didn't go to the hospital. So I went to the hospital that night. Um, now, you have to understand, I was fine except I had the headache. And I ran into somebody that I knew as far as the EMS. I said, what the hell are you doing here? I said, well, I just had the worst headache of my life, and... Uh, you know, I'm just waiting for, in five minutes, I had a doctor. So right then, I had two little angels to help me out. So I had a doctor in five minutes. In a half an hour, I was in an ambulance, and uh, I was heading to Western in Toronto. Okay? And uh, I had the brain operation the next day. And, uh, you know, I, I, couldn't, uh, I couldn't walk. I couldn't talk for a while, so I went from... Uh, it was, it, yeah, I, I, I was just, uh, I was in ICU for about two weeks. And uh, I was just so drugged up, I couldn't think of anything. I tried to do some, you know, uh, food plans over the phone, which was really stupid. <laughs> and uh, so fortunately, I had family and friends to help me out. get through that. So tell but, us I mean, a little bit about a brain aneurysm. Is there any indicator is there any way of knowing that this could potentially happen is there any family history um or does no, it just no. come out of the blue i've been let's let's be honest i've uh been hit by a car twice while on a bike hit my head with no with no helmet when i was young same thing i have also had too much and passed out what the hell can i say you know i'm human and uh 
But the doctor said there's no reason for it. It could have happened when you were a child. It was just, it was the worst headache now. That's why. But I mean, here's an example. The doctor said to me, I had a couple of, first of all, I wouldn't have made it through the night if I didn't go to the hospital. Secondly, 98% of men die within the first three days of brain error. Because we are so stupid and stubborn, we just think taking a couple of pills will go away. So I was told that numerous times. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's, that's scary. Was, uh, so, so you're looking... Was, sorry, we cut out a little bit there, but it's okay. So you're looking down this long road of recovery. You are used to being active, healthy, happy, and, and now you're looking at this uh, road to recovery, and what are you thinking? Well, I wasn't really thinking. My only goal was to get better, okay? So I went from a wheelchair to a walker to a cane to uh, being able to walk, but I, I didn't have the balance, right? But, I mean, that was my goal. I just wanted – I went to all the therapy I could go to. I went to uh, a hospital, which that all it was in Providence, uh, and, uh, you know, I did therapy in Oshawa and Whitby. And then I had uh, a friend who really helped me with a lot of stuff. And she's a specialist uh, like yourself. So she helped me and kind of go on to some other stuff. But uh, I guess my only goal, Sheila, was I wanted to get better. I wasn't going to just sit there. and. But I went through a lot of crap. I was going to say something else. But I went through a lot of crap to get there. It's, uh, do you want me to go on? No, I just, I think that um, you have a really great attitude. Even before this, you're always, you know, you're just a, you're a doer, you're positive. Um, so I, it's, it's always interesting to hear when somebody's facing something, a challenge that seems absolutely insurmountable at times. Um, how they stay motivated to just keep moving towards something better. So, like, did you ever feel discouraged during this during this journey? Of course, <laughs> all the time. And I was probably more discouraged when the pandemic and I had the nerve pain and other stuff. But I mean, of course, I did. But I was very fortunate. I had. Uh, good friends, family. I had uh, people like yourself that checked in on me. I had friends checking on me lately. And also it's been uh, nice to um, reacquaint with some friends that I have because of this. So it was, uh, I, I was very lucky. I had uh, a friend of mine who did a, um, uh, a thing on Facebook to raise some money. I had, uh, numerous cards from the gym. I had numerous cards from friends. I had another friend that did a concert for me. So, I mean, wow. I was very, very blessed and humble to do, to see that. I mean, um, uh, Daryl, he did the concert for me and I, 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 I was, I couldn't talk right yet. I had so much to say and I just couldn't get it out. But, uh, yeah, I was, I was very lucky. I was very lucky to have some good friends, family, uh, my daughters and uh, were there and girlfriend was there every feed. I think half the fridge at the 
hospital was mine. So they brought me up food every day. Uh, I was eating really good. I was eating all good stuff. And uh, so I felt good because of that, for one thing. I was eating well, so I felt really good um, mentally and, you know, physically I was not there. But uh, I knew that eating the good food that they brought up every day, I was good, you know. So um, you had to learn to walk again, to talk again, to write again. To, I'm sure yes. you couldn't yes, even. Yes, um, yes. And then uh, I, could, I didn't know how to shave. I didn't know how to brush my teeth, actually. Um, it, yeah, it was just a, it was a process, I guess. It was a process I had to go through. And if I would have, um, I, I was very fortunate where I had a team helping me. So it was, like a, it was like a team that was helping me through this whole thing. You know, I had good friends come up. I had the family and everything else. So it was very, very good, yes. So prior to January 2019, so you're, you've gone through a long period of recovery from the, aneur the aneurysm, and mm -hmm. where are you, say, let's say fall of last year, describe where you are in your recovery at that point. Well, I was very, before the very, so I was, um, I was very, very lucky because I had a practitioner um, like yourself, I have uh, three of the most favorite people in the world are in the health industry and you're num you're in there, but I can't tell you which one. Okay. <laughs> but there's, they're tough three. So this one, she was, um, she was talking to this doctor that was on this course called ponds and it has to do with balance. And he was doing a case study uh, in Toronto and uh, it was mostly on balance. So it was whether he was going to take a chance on me because my, injury was too severe okay it was just too severe but so i went up there uh i actually passed the audition so i i went on a course that um energized me i mean i couldn't wait to get there every day to just go through the stuff and and try and get better and see myself get better every day uh it was called pawns and it was you put a thing in your mouth and it uh, electrodes and everything and it was a case study and i had a lot of people well, I had talked to after that, uh, how did it go and everything like that. But I went through the case study, it was about 14 weeks, and it was uh, pure enjoyment. And uh, like I got better every time, so it felt great. So I was just, I was energetic. I was like, oh God, I can do this. And, uh, and I went to the gym back then. It was back, uh, I think, in August, September. And I felt good and I could do all the weight. I felt good. I was actually teaching my grandson. That was like, he was part of my therapy, I think. So, but, uh, so I felt great. But then after the pawns course and uh, about a month after, like you have to understand when I was in the gym, I could push all the weight, but I couldn't feel anything. I, I didn't have any. So what happened was, I started to get this nerve pain and this pain was so bad. I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't comb my hair. I couldn't uh, put my arm above my head. So I didn't know what it was. It was just, and the doctors didn't know. And I called, uh, 
Dr. Scott, he, he went through everything. He couldn't find any records of anything like this in his, from doing the pond. So what happened after that was uh, my daughters were helping me clean out the garage and uh, I have some steps and I fell. I broke about three ribs and I couldn't feel it. And I went to the hospital twice. This was before the pandemic and everything. So I went to the hospital twice and they said, there's nothing we can do. You just have to come back and uh, we'll see what happens. Well, what happened was um, I couldn't feel the pain of the ribs because the nerve pain was so bad. So I, I fell when my daughters were here, I broke those ribs and I couldn't feel it. So what happened was about a week later, the pain was so bad, I just passed out. And a friend of mine called 911, I went to the hospital. And I had no bruises, I had no bruises at all, but they put me in this MRI uh, banana boat to put me on the other side. And uh, so I had, so they were doing the MRI, my daughters were screaming and crying in the other room because I was, uh, I was screaming. I was just, it was, I was loud. And the next day, I was bruised from top to bottom. Okay, I was just my whole one side, my right side was just top to bottom. I was just bruised. And uh, wow. so then from there, I'm sorry, Sheila? No, I'm And then just from there, that. and then from there, um, I went to the hospital. I was there for a couple of days and they said, well, there's nothing wrong with your dad. We can't find anything wrong. We're going to send him home. I said, no, no, you're not. So they were pretty adamant about that. So um, I stayed overnight, and that's when the, the doctor gave me some Lyrica, which was to handle the nerve pain. So it's taken me about two months to get used to that. I went through, um, you know, probably December – I mean, yeah, December and January. December is when I had my lung operation because of the ribs. So that's when they scraped all the blood out from the ribs and operations. So, yeah. But I was black and blue. It's like uh, I could tell you stories <laughs> to embarrass you. <laughs> okay. So this is, okay. So so about, this is January. 2019, right before COVID, you have this yes. major setback. Right before COVID. Um, so so now you find yourself, you're staring down another road to recovery. You've surpassed one, and now, boom, you've got to, you've got to recover again in, in a different way. Um, but this time, you're isolated, you're alone, you can't get to the gym, and you still don't give up. You still set your sights on nope. getting better. I got online. I took a I took a week online the internet and I ordered an online bride. My little tell dog. Us, tell us about her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, once I got the breed that I wanted, then it was easy. I just uh, looked up the breeder. Okay, so it was uh, it, it was she's what you call a habapusa. She's like she's good with. Um, apartment belly and she doesn't bark a lot the only thing is she can suffer from separation anxiety when you go into another room but that's about it so i ordered my online bride and i got her i think uh not until may because i had to order she wasn't even born yet right so once i got the bride, so 
Actually, she's gone to her friends today, so she's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. So that's actually a really great example of, you know, um, you, you can't change the situation. You are where you are. So what can you do to help yourself to cope with the day-to-day, -day, with the isolation? I know a lot of people struggled with depression and anxiety and everything else that came with um, the pandemic besides the actual illness. So you order, you order yourself a little puppy, which I think is such great therapy. Yep. Amazing. You have a fur baby now. And it's every morning at 5.30, whether I like it or not. <laughs> so you still have to recover physically. So you look great to us right now. Um, but where are you on this second path um, to recovery? Well, it's only been couple of months that I've got used to the, the drugs okay and like now I can lift my arm above my head and stuff like that um, I've lost my strength I still don't have my balance and I have to um, I'd like to get back to the gym and like back gym just to meet see all the people again you know that mm -hmm. was uh, for me that was 90% uh, of it like they were all positive people and they were all great to me and uh, you know what more can I say you know, it was, uh, so I'd like to get back. Um, I probably don't have the time now because I had the puppy, but, <laughs> but I'd like to get back to get a little bit stronger, a little bit healthier. Um, I guess, as you know, it doesn't matter what age you can get healthier and stronger. Um, probably a month ago, Sheila, a month or two ago, it was the most uh, physically and mentally, it was probably the weakest I've ever been in my life. Like I couldn't raise my arm above my head. I couldn't mentally. I was just physically and mentally not there being alone all the time. So um, so now I got to fight it again. You know, we're all, all going through that, right? I mean, like I'm not, we all have uh, cracked different piles. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But I mean, arguably you've had to overcome a lot more than a lot of people. Um, it's It's just your... It, it's your circumstance, but, but what is common in, in anybody and their challenges is how they choose to face them, what their attitude is. You told me a story when we spoke last week about setting little goals that I'd like to maybe go back to that because I, it was pretty powerful. And I think, I mean, everybody knows that setting a goal is important to get success. Um, Often I think we set goals that are too big and often I think we're actually afraid to set goals because if we don't reach those goals, then potentially we've let other people down and most importantly, we probably feel like we've let ourselves down. So you would have to have set little goals, little physical challenges for yourself. Um, tell us maybe what a couple of those are and also how you would measure your success. How, are you, how do you know you're getting better? Um. Let's put it to uh, one thing I was always good at, not good at a lot of things, but one thing I was good at was push-ups. Okay. So uh, after my nerve pain, I was getting used to the drugs and so I couldn't do one. I couldn't do one push-up. So uh, just uh, trying to every day do a little bit more, do a little bit more, then I, I got better, right? So it was... Uh, now, um, you know, in walking, I'm walking my dog every day, so I'm, uh, 
I just try and go a little farther walking with her. I try and, you know, do all the for the balance thing and stuff like that. But, uh, no, it was just the little things like the push-ups. I went from one to probably 30 right now. Right. And I would like to get back to the gym. I'm just, uh, I'm not ready yet. I'm just not ready yet. I'm, uh, like it's the same when I was in the hospital, um, I was not ready to see people. You know, I saw some very close friends, but it was, uh, I was just not ready to see people in the condition I was, I guess. I know, and it's, I don't know, it's just my own little brain thinking about that. And it's, I know people wouldn't care, but it's probably me, right? Um, well, we all have our ways that we need to cope. And I know, I mean, as fitness professionals, for sure, we have to be, we're motivators. So we see ourselves as the one standing in the position saying, you can do this, you can do this. And now you're in the position where you you can't be the motivator. And if anything else, you need people to be there to motivate no, you to exactly. keep your spirits up. Exactly. So being a motivator it's it's not easy sometimes. Um, so if we take you back to the gym um, when you were training full time, how you know what would you say to a client who was wanting to quit? What were your words of motivation or your attitude to help them get through those moments where they just want to give up? Um, I really didn't have a client like that, to be honest with you. You know, I really, really didn't. It was like, um, and if I had a client like that, I would want them to go somewhere else. Now, that doesn't sound right, but I mean, um, I can honestly say it's like uh, I have one kid, um, you know, I'm training him. I've been training him for a while, and uh, he's just he's just fun, Cassius, right? Mm-hmm. So I just have a blast with him. I mean, and he wants to work out with me, you know, and it's just even when I'm not uh, the way I want to be. So it's like he doesn't mind as long as I'm training him. He doesn't mind maybe I can't do the things I used to do and stuff like that, you know. And uh, so that's fun. I also have uh, a friend of mine, too, that uh, he had an incident an incident of uh, he had a heart attack okay and I was with him every day trying to encourage him to um, you know get to do the stuff and everything like that then he worked out with me when I came back and now I am so proud of him he's in the best shape he's ever been at 50 and he got through the heart attack he got through the stuff he kept with it um, I helped him through that. I feel good about that. But uh, I'm just so proud of him because here he is. He's just like at 50 years old. He's cracked this. He's, you know, he's the best shape he's ever been. That's amazing. So I'm very proud. I'm very proud of, of both of them. Exactly. Now, those are just two. And uh, so I have a I, – I don't know if I'll be teaching again. Um, if they want me, I will. Uh, but it's a, it's a, it's a strange business, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, uh, I used to have, uh, like you, like you, we would get clients, um, through the word of mouth. We'd never get clients coming through the door, right? Mm-hmm. 
Like, and, and we were the busiest on this on the floor pretty well. So, well, your reputation, I mean, people work with you because they know you like you and trust you. And one thing, like I said, when I was introducing you in the beginning is, um, you know, you have a positive energy, you have a positive vibe, you have a wonderful attitude, and you also walk the talk. So I think so that people you. would, yeah, and I think, I think, you know, fitness professionals, for the most part in general, like we're here because we have a passion for this. Um, so, but there are times, uh, and I just did an interview with somebody else where we talked about, you know, those times when you push yourself too hard and not to make this just about the fitness industry and fitness professionals. We're just one example of, you know, you, you, you're pushing, you're pushing, you're out there, you're working so hard, whether you're a mother or whether you're a businessman or whether, you know, and, and you reach that, you, you hit that wall where you feel that you just, you're running out of steam mentally physically you feel blocked you feel challenged you feel exhausted you feel you know any any of those um, fear-based words that are stopping you from giving your best and and we're just human I mean we're gonna have those moments what I find most inspiring about people you know reaching a goal one time is one thing What's so inspiring about you and your story is like, it wasn't just once, you know, you get there, you do the work and then boom, you're set back again and you've got to do it again. And, but when you have those days where you're feeling down and you're feeling like, I just don't want to get out of bed or I don't want to do this. I don't want to face this one more day. How do you lift yourself up? Um, well, I guess one of the reasons, one of the things we both do, we stick with positive people. Like, I mean, from family, friends, if, if you, if you're with somebody, if you go to, and that you've got a negative person there, you don't want any part of them. I am very, very fortunate that, uh, I've known and I, I've been friends with and my family are very positive. They're very positive. Like, I mean, if I say anything negative, uh, any of my daughters, they're just all over me, right? <laughs> you know, they just, you know, and I've got, uh, it's just nice to have friends that haven't abandoned you, you know, and uh, because of what you've been through, you know, they just haven't abandoned you. Um, and also I got an online bride. <laughs> <laughs> That's such an empowering, really empowering statement that we can even that we can end this part of the interview with. And I don't know if you've ever heard the saying, you are the average of the six people that you spend the most time with. And I think that that's very powerful. What you just said is when you need to stay lifted, stay with uplifting people. Um, exactly. So I'm going to ask you a few questions here that are just for fun. Quick questions. Okay. Just right. to, just maybe we'll all get to know you a little bit better. And uh, who is Randy Jackson? First of all, tell me, what's your favorite childhood memory? Favorite childhood memory was probably um, playing basketball, and, and I won loss of with a shot with one shot. Nice. What's your favorite movie? Favorite movie, E.T. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I haven't seen that. No, movie I, in years. I took. My, I took my son to see that when it first came out, and uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Nice. 
tell us one song that when it comes on, it just makes you feel good. One or ten? <laughs> you can give me top three. No, I'll just keep going. I mean, um, I'm more into groups than um, songs, okay? Um, I love all the new stuff, you know, and I think that I've listened to that classical rock so long, I like all the new stuff. I love Bruno Mars, love Bruno Mars, you know. And uh, yeah, we went to Vegas for a wedding and we all dressed like Bruno Mars before I had this, so that was fun. <laughs> Um, I, I like everything. I like, like right now, I like everything. I like country. I like, uh, you know, rock, old rock, and all of the above. So, so I, I can't say one specific song, really. I really can't. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Music lover, true music lover. Um, so you already answered this question, actually. One thing you would say to a client who wants to give up. So how about we switch that up a little bit and say... How can you help to transfer someone from a negative mindset into a more empowered way of thinking about any, any given thing? So they come to you and they're feeling negative and they're expressing that negativity. How can you help to bring them over to a more positive viewpoint? First of all, it depends on their age, right? I think. First of all, it depends on their age, where they are. I mean, um, at my age, I have uh, a lot of friends and myself. We've had some great decades. We know that. Okay? We know that. I mean, I feel sorry for kids and uh, my kids going, going through what we're going to have to go through in the future. And uh, I will do anything to be as positive as I can for him. Just, hey, it'll get better. It'll get better. It'll get better. You got to trust it. You got to trust it. Stick with your values. Do this. That. And, uh, but, I mean, we, we just don't know. I think uh, I'm at the point, Sheila, at least I know I, I've done my best. I didn't do as well as I'd like, but I've had some great decades, some great times. You know, and uh, it's, I, I think it's going to be tough going forward. And I hope I can give some positivity to my friends, kids, my kids, uh, and the people I know, I guess. Well, Randy, I think you exude positivity. And I think that well, it's not even what you say, it's just who you are. And, um, you know, I have a saying, for me, I want to be around people who light me up from the inside just by being around them. And you are definitely one of those people for me. And um, I know you are that for a lot of people that you know. Well, thank you, Sheila. And I know that you are the same. I love the way you, um, you just have uh, knowledge about the business, knowledge about the people, and it's not about... It's not about the, I got to get the, the stats up or something like that. It's about you care, right? And I think uh, I was very fortunate to be in a time when I came to the gym and I got to think that, um, you know, it's like a, a, 
because I had kind of retired, it was, it was fun. You know, it was just fun. And it was like, you wanted to care about people. You wanted to see them get better and stuff like that. And you do anything. I help anybody anytime, same as you would, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, yeah, that's all. Beautiful. So with your permission, I would like to encourage anybody who's listening. Um, if they're going through any type of a debilitating health crisis, um, if they want to reach out to you for support, um, we can share your contact information. I know you're on social media as well. And no if and when you are ready to you know, go back to working with clients, anybody who can work, gets a chance to work with you is, is truly um, fortunate in that way. So um, you have a great zest for life and you have a lot of knowledge. And uh, for now, I think that, you know, just having people be able to reach out to you for support uh, if they're going through anything would be um, a great gift to them. Well, thank you. I'm on the list for the pawn support where they call me all the time wondering about that, how did it go and things like that. So it's been, uh, my situation with the pawns was just, uh, I, I think I was the only one that ever had the nerve and that was new to the program and stuff like that. But I do, uh, anytime, Sheila, anytime. Well, I wish you only the best in your continued recovery, but you look great. Keep doing, keep fighting the fight. You should see the rest of me. I'm 50 pounds heavier. <laughs> Six that's, inches taller, too. That's the beauty of Zoom. <laughs> Um, thank you, Randy, for doing this. Thank you for doing this interview. I'm really, really, it was great to connect with you. And um, we will chat again soon. Thank you, Sheila. You've been a great friend. Thank you. Awesome. Have a good day, thank Randy. You. Bye. Okay. Bye. Stay tuned for great new episodes airing every second Thursday on SheilaCorneal.com. 